Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. I'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what I'm going to ask, and I don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and professor, Dr. Jerry Joffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and it is my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting on my left is comedian and man about town, Dan Brown. Thank you. How's everyone doing? Your it's teacher like, is fine. It's okay. like you're working the crowd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any anniversaries here tonight? <laughs> Sitting on the right is a comedian from Youngstown, John Huff. How you doing? What's going on? Hey, I'm okay. John, how are you? I'm good. Blessed. Yes, welcome to class. Thank uh, you, man. Thanks for having me. Man. Oh, we're Appreciate lucky to have you. It. I hope and, you know you're being charged for that water. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, we have to pay for the classroom somehow. You know, it's all the hidden fees. <laughs> First and, gas, now water. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and sitting across from me is comedian and raconteur, musician, <laughs> puppet master, Kevin Downey Jr. Good day, sir. How are you? Good day, sir. Welcome Rec- to class. Raconteur and puppet master. I like yes, that. Yes, I thought That's so. That's my new intro tomorrow. <laughs> it's so Raconteur and puppet master. <laughs> and so Jr. it should be. That audience is going to be so pissed when you don't have any puppets. Right? I know. <laughs> gonna, where's, the, where's the puppet? It is my job as your professor, as always, to ask you questions across the breadth and width of human knowledge, and as any good teacher would do, to grade your answers. And at the end of the class, the student with the highest grade will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. Woo! Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, just to get things started, I'll ask a quick and easy question. Uh, so whoever can answer the fastest scores the points. Do we have to go on the table? You just yelled it out. And in fact, please don't do that to the table. It disturbs the tabletop <laughs> mic. Okay. We just yelled out beep. Yes. Yes. We're just uh, ding, speed, dong. So your first question is, where is the world's first Arby's? Austintown, Ohio. Wrong. Boardman, Ohio. We have a tie, so a tie goes to Kevin. All right, Kevin. I didn't say anything. (laughs) I win. Based on very sketchy research done moments before the show, it may be the first Arby's may be in Boardman, Ohio. Really? All right. All right. So now that you're warmed up, let's get into a real topic, if you will. I have here for your first topic, uh, some simple geology questions. So we'll see how well you know the planet Earth, that place where we all live. My first question is simply this. Where on Earth, if you know, is the world's biggest, and this does mean tallest, by the way, volcano? This is actually geography, I think, not geology. Geology is the study of stones, is it not? Geology is a study of the earth sciences. Really? Geography is a study of maps and places and locations. Okay. So they do overlap. Okay. Because it would be like on a map where is... I was confused. Yes. When you said geology, I'm going to get none of these. Okay. Where is below the earth's surface? <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Oh. It is a, in a visible location that we could all visit should we want to. Heaven. Hawaii. <laughs> No, I said it's a real place, and it is in Hawaii, so <laughs> Kevin Downey Jr. is correct. I'll give you a B plus. To get an A, you would have to know the name of that hmm. volcano. Hold on. Is it? Uh, I give up. It is, it, it is an obscure Hawaiian word that you kind of have to know to know. Uh, John, any guesses? I dropped out in eighth grade. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're in school, sir. We'll get you to at least 8.5 by the end of this uh, class. Uh, it's called um, Mauna Kea. Mm. And it is six miles tall. Wow. 
But the trick is, it starts at the bottom of the ocean floor, oh, okay. and then comes up like the Hawaiian Islands do. I will argue but that I was total? also correct. <laughs> <laughs> you were partially correct. Okay. I'll give you a partial credit. Great. Point five. Ooh. <laughs> but now I have a follow-up question. Uh -huh. Might even be easier. I don't know. Just depends, you know, how well you know your geology. Where is the lar <clears throat> largest volcano in the solar system? Jupiter. We have a vote for Jupiter. Anyone want to agree or disagree? I'm going to go... S well, no. I'm going to go uh, Venus on this one. We have a vote for Venus. Mm -hmm. John Hoff wins at, at M for Mars. I almost said Mars. <laughs> Anyone who has seen the original Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall mm -hmm. knows because the volcano features in the movie. Ah. part of the story. There's the big volcano there. Said that. Anyone know the name, John? You can go first. Of the volcano on Mars? Mm, no clue. No clue? Any clues? I'm going to say Mona Lapour. It's um, Olympus Mons, meaning the mountain of Olympus. Is it active? Um, Do they know? They know quite a lot about it, but in my lesson plan today, all I have is its height, which is 16 miles. Wow. Mm. Which, of course, makes it 10 miles taller than the earthbound volcano. That went probably better than I had any right for it to go. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Where on Earth is the hottest spot? That means the surface temperature on Earth. Any guesses, any ideas? You're talking about temperature, not... Yes. Okay. This is like measured temperatures on the surface of the Earth. I'm so not at the core, not inside a volcano. <laughs> just on the surface. I'm going to say, do you want the country? Well, we can start with the country. We can go with that. And I'm going to go uh, later. Well, it's probably a desert. It is a desert. I'll give you a D for desert. Huh. I'm going to say... Kuwait. We have a vote for Kuwait. Anyone have other desert regions in mind? I'm going to say the Horn of Africa. We have a vote for the Horn of Africa. It's equator-ish. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, what do you say, Kuwait? You think Kuwait? Yeah. It is in the Middle East, but it's in the country currently referred to as Iran. Mm. Any idea how hot? 150 degrees. Anyone want to... I'll say 138. 138? You know, I, I was going to pull the old uh, name your price. Yeah. yeah, Price is Right. Yes. Price is Right, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Maybe around uh, that range or in between. <laughs> in fact, if you had said 151, you would have won. Oh. It's 159. Wow. So that was a good guess. Oh! Yes. Oh! Uh, that would be, uh, Dan Brown, you'll get an H for being hot. All righty. Now, I'll allow the previous question. Where's the hottest spot in the solar system, the sun. the sun. Kevin is correct. That, that is, the, it is the sun. <laughs> Any idea how hot it gets on the sun? Pretty damn hot. Damn it! I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then um, Dan gets five psychic points for reading Kevin's mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest portions of the sun get over twenty-five million degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Uh, but, of course, that's also, like, a ridiculous number that normal people don't care about. Yeah, so I mean, if we just stick to, like, the planets and moons... How did they really find that temperature, though? Well... Because my thermostat only goes up to about 110. <laughs> that thermostat would melt if it got within any distance of the sun, so it would not be reliable. Okay. However, of, like, the planets and the other moons and the surfaces, what's the hottest, like, planetary surface temperature in the solar system? Jupiter. We have a vote for Jupiter. Mercury. We have a vote for Mercury, Ooh, which I is, of course, the closest to the yes. sun. Wow. John, would you like to go with an answer? Uranus. Mine? 
No. <laughs> the planet of Uranus is the furthest out planet, actually, so it's uh, quite cold there. The surface temperatures on Mercury get up to 400, uh, 780 degrees Fahrenheit, wow. but Whew. that is not the hottest. Is it really? Jupiter? No, it is actually Venus. Hmm. And even though Venus is, you know, is, you know, the second sun, it has a little bit of an atmosphere, so oh. it retains heat more. And so the hottest known temperature of a planet surface is 860 degrees, wow. which is how hot it gets on Venus. Hmm. All right. Thank you for playing along because I just love these questions. I have two more questions on the same theme, and you can see the pattern now. Um, where on Earth, if you know, has been the uh, wind speed fastest or biggest hurricane ever recorded? Where on Earth? Yes. The fastest yeah, so hurricane. Of course, speed. hurricanes have names. So actually, the answer to this real question is the name of the you hurricane. You want the name of it? But okay. that's what we're going to try to get to. But I would be happy. I would be happy to give partial credit if someone can tell me where it occurred. What in the is world. the hurricane that came through with Noah and the Ark? <laughs> I'm going to say that for 40 days. That, came, that was uh, tsunami Jeb. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the New Orleans one, the Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina uh, that did a lot of damage into the billions of dollars. But wind speed, it was not the strongest hurricane on record. No. Hurricane Jerry. Hurricane Jerry, that your teacher appreciates the uh, the, the veiled, not so veiled compliment. But no. I'm going to guess it was 1922 to 1924. They were still <laughs> using female names. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's Hurricane Margaret. <laughs> there was a hurricane called Super Typhoon Tip. Whoa, that's not a woman's name. No, it's not. 1979. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you haven't been to John's neighborhood. You are, <laughs> you are what you eat. At any rate, um, it, that reached speeds of over 190 miles per hour. Wow. And that is the hurricane with the greatest wind speed recorded. Where was it? Where to hit? In the United States. But it was big, so it doesn't have like a specific. Oh, okay. But it was a, a United States event, right? I believe. Now, in the solar system, where is the most powerfully hurricane known? I'm going to say Venus because they have an atmosphere, I've learned. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will say... Wait a second. You keep cutting John off. Let I'm John sorry. go. I'm sorry. I didn't know he was... Uh, I would say Jupiter. We have a vote for Jupiter. Vote for Venus. What do you think, sir? Mars. Hey, no. No. Oh, what's it going to be? Mars. They have the biggest volcano. they got to have something. It is Jupiter. Jupiter famously has a big red spot on it. That's a hurricane? That's a hurricane. Wow. Right? It just never goes away? We don't know if it never goes away, but it was first observed in the 1600s. Wow. And it's been going, as far as we know, continuously for four to 500 years. Wow. Um, the wind speeds get over 250 miles per hour, it's believed. But also, its radius, like the, si the physical size of that storm, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, with a common telescope or binoculars, you can see the red spot oh, if you look wow. at it. It's that visible. Mm -hmm. So it's huge. The radius of this um, storm shrinks and contracts sometimes, mm -hmm. but it ranges between 20 and 40,000 kilometers radius. Wow. Which is significantly larger than the radius of the Earth. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the radius of the Earth, Dan Brown? Six. Six kilometers. No. It is, however, 6,000. Kilometers. Oh, okay. Uh, it's about 3,000 miles? Yes. Approximately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 1.6. How do we go from Fahrenheit to metric? 
Um, I would have gotten that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we hadn't made the jump. Right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. Um, then we have one more of these planetary geology questions. Mm -hmm. The Earth, of course, has a moon. Does anyone know the radius of the Earth's moon? The approximately even? I believe it's one-third the size of the Earth. That is actually, although an unorthodox answer, not far from the truth. Yeah. So I'll give you one-third of a point. All right. <laughs> okay. Any know. ideas? Any ideas? I believe that the moon Any was once it? part of the Earth. That was a theory. I'm going to say 1,900 so. kilometers. That is very close. 1,700 kilometers. Oh! Wow. So I'll, I'll give you uh, 1,900 points and 200 to John for being close. All right. Now, of course, the follow-up question is this. Where is the largest moon in the solar system? Saturn. We have a vote for are, are we doing the largest physical moon or largest in comparison to the planet? No, this is like just the radius of Uranus. Uranus, for argument's okay. sake. Yeah. <laughs> a popular answer. Um, the largest moon of Saturn is called Titan, which is 2,500 kilometers in ah. radius. But that is not the largest moon. Really? The largest moon, my friends, is in Jupiter. It's called Ganymede, and it's 2,600 kilometers. Wow. All right. I gotta take a moment and subtotal some of these grades. <laughs> I wanted to ask this question. We're gonna go in a different direction, see if this uh, lightens or liven things up a little bit. We'll see what you think about this. You know, around the year 2000, the American Film Institute started giving out all these lists, 100 top of this, 100 that, 100 best comedy movies. In 2003, they released a list called 100 Heroes and Villains, which are the top 50 heroes or villains from American movies obviously predating 2003. Of course, we're not going to list all 100, but I would like to do a speed round where we're going to go around the, the class two or three times, and anybody who can tell me someone, that, a character, that was in the top five of either list gets a point. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. John? Joker. The Joker is not in the top five. Hitler. Hitler is not in the top five of movie villains. Oh. Batman. Batman is not in the top five of heroes or villains. Your list is wrong. <laughs> Take it up with the American <laughs> Film Institute. Oh, okay. Shoot, as Dan shoot, Brown just shoot. said. All right, come on. That was a warm-up. Let's do it around a couple more times. So we're back to you, John. Um, Two-Face. We're, we're stuck in comic book characters, aren't we? <laughs> yes. So that was a no, by the way. <laughs> so you want a hero or a villain? Yeah. Top five movie heroes or villains, according to the American Film Institute. Huh. I'm going to say Rambo. Rambo Ooh. is not in the top five. Can I give you a hero and a villain? Yes. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Darth Vader is correct. Okay. So a point. Um, Luke not, Skywalker, no. None of the Star Wars heroes are even in the top ten. Wow. Uh, but Darth Vader is number three on the list of all-time great wow. movie villains. Okay. So if we have somebody on the board, John, what do you think? Uh, Captain America. Uh, uh, I will say Captain America as a movie hero comes after 2003. So it might help if you think of classic movies. Even some of these are from black and white movies. Uh, most of, I would bet most oh, of Superman. these you've heard, even if not all of them. Superman? Not in the top ten, actually. Wow, that's, hmm. that's shocking. Um, let's see. Mad Max. Mad Max is not in this list at all. Of course, I only have the top ten in front of me, so I don't have the entire list of, of 100. Um, Dan Brown. Give me a good movie hero or villain. You're the only one on the board so far. Wizard of Oz. Like the wizard. Oh, the actual wizard of the Wizard of Oz. Yes. No. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to be a hero either. He's, He's kind of in between. Yeah. He was kind of a Dorothy would be the a hero. Jerk. Yeah. Who's also not in the top ten, by the okay. way. Oh! Uh, oh! Mm. All right. Okay. 
You got one? Sean Willy Bell. Wonka. No Willy Wonka. Uh, the Tick. No The Tick. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. The Wicked Witch of the West uh-huh. is number four. Uh-huh. And we have a score. Uh-oh. See, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Also, keep in mind, The Wizard of Oz is an old movie, so yeah. several of these characters are from older movies. Right. So I don't know if that, uh, though not all of them. Mm-hmm. we got to try this at least one or two more times. Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin. No Aladdin, and I will say no Disney heroes or... Wow. Vil- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no Disney heroes are in the top ten, and the Queen in Snow White is number ten on the villain list. Mm. That's the only Disney villain. We're going for top five, though. Yes, to score a point. Right. So that's why I gave away that answer, just because right. we were on Disney for a second. Come on, think about old classic heroes. Terminator. The, mm. uh, Terminator, um, interestingly, although he's not in the f- top five or ten, Arnold Schwarzenegger was listed as both a hero and a villain on the full list mm-hmm. for playing the Terminator. I say, the, he's, the same he's bad in the first one. Yeah, yes. he's a bad guy. So he plays uh, both his Terminators are on, on the full list. Interesting. What, did, what describes a hero? Someone who saves the day or someone people look up to or the villain is just the antagonist in general? All of the above. Okay. Just a protagonist, but a heroic protagonist. Okay. Um, here, I'll give you. I like, say Clark Gable. Is well, we need Gone to, with the Wind character. Gone with the Wind, Clark Gable. I know he, he wasn't in the top ten of heroes. Hmm. No. Rocky. Rocky Balboa is number seven. Ooh. Ooh. So, Ooh. We're getting close. This okay. Okay. Incredible Hulk. There's no. <laughs> 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 These are not comic book heroes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, put your comic book away and start paying attention to the teacher. <laughs> hmm. Man, who else could it be? I'm trying Godzilla. To Godzilla is not in the top ten. I'm, there's no um, other than the Wicked Witch of the West. I would say there's no other monsters, although several of the characters. Right. I'll say number one and two are both serial killers from movies. On this, oh, on the villain list. Hannibal Lecter. Number one. Man. The number one villain. That I Hannibal agree. Lecter. I got to agree with that one. Yeah. Yes. I got to agree. Okay. So, so bonus Farber Bean points for. <laughs> um, I think he won the Oscar and only had 18 minutes on screen. Yes. <laughs> Something ridiculous like that. Really? Yeah. Who played the dad in To Kill a Mockingbird? Gregory Peck. But the character of Atticus Finch? Yes. We have the winner of the hero list. Really? Wow. Atticus Finch was the number one wow. hero. He was, he was the lawyer who uh, uh, tried In to fact, do. I think we have a winner of the nerd prize. Nerd! <laughs> oh, my Finch. God. Oh, my God. This is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> For even knowing that there is something called to kill a mockingbird is worth points in my class. Oh, my God. All right. I'll tell you what. I, I really will... thought Boo Radley was the hero in that, but that's the way I read it. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of putting uh, you and my students listening at home out of their misery, I'll give you all one more guess for points, and then let's round out these lists real quick. All right. John Hoff, give me a hero or villain. Hero or villain. Uh, Flash. No. (laughs) Then the sound you hear is your score disappearing in a flash. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Downey Jr., give us another one. Is it the bad guy from Cape Fear, Robert De Niro? Although there was an earlier one. With but neither one, though, is oh, in the okay. top ten. Again, I don't have the whole hundred in front of me, just right, the top ten. 2003? Yes, so pre-2003, several of these are black and white. All of these, well, since we got Atticus Finch on the table, I, you almost certainly know all the rest of them. That's the only one I would have thought maybe would throw people, and you kind of worked your way to it. Hmm. You'll, so you'll know everyone else on this list. Charlton Heston, Moses? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, there's no superhero, sir. That's a comic book character. <laughs> I'm uh, out. 
Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Superman, but I think someone already said yes. that. Um, well, number two. Rick Vaughn. Number two and three on this list are both characters that are not from comic books, but are modeled on comic book superheroes, and you know them both to the point where you'll be kicking yourself. Here's just the top five heroes. We said Atticus Finch. Right. None of the other top five got mentioned. Two, Indiana Jones. Ah. Uh. Three, James Bond. Oh. oh. Should have known. I just saw a James Bond movie. Yes, yeah, so they've been showing them on television for the holidays. Oh, are they? Yeah. And number four, Rick from Casablanca. Hmm. Uh, never would have guessed I've never him. seen that. That's your homework, sir. Any students listening to the sound of my voice who have not seen Casablanca, that is your homework. Number five is the hero from the old western High Noon, which is Will Kane, is his character's name. Mm, so that's okay. another older character. Oh, we could have did John Wayne. John yes. Wayne on there? I thought about John Wayne, but I couldn't come up with a movie. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. the character. Yeah. I mean, uh, six, by the way, was Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Seven was Rocky, which you did guess. Eight was Ripley from Aliens. Um, and look at the villains. We did get Dr. Lecter, number one. Number two, the most famous serial killer of them all, Norman Bates. Oh, wow. okay. Uh, the first film serial killer, not really, but in a way, sort of the archetypical one for later movies. Darth Vader we did get. Wicked Witch of the West we did get. Number five, Nurse Ratchet. Oh. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I did notice that going down the list, number nine, they have uh, Regan from The Exorcist. But that didn't seem fair to me. She's not the villain. She's not the villain. No, Satan is the villain. They yeah. got it. They've messed it up somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Regan is a mere pawn. Yes. <laughs> She's an innocent child. How can she be the villain? It doesn't even make sense. All right. Well, let's turn our attention to one more topic. I, uh, I'm going to start with a kind of innocent question, but it's a sort of a can of worms topic, so we can go in some other directions, depending on what you think. Here, is this, though, is an innocent and direct question. How much lead is in a lead pencil? Number two. <laughs> Your next question is going to be, what does the number two mean in pencils? So get ready. How much lead is it? <laughs> How much lead is in it? I'm going to say four ounces. We have a vote for number two, a vote for four ounces. John, you ever heard anything about pencils? Um, no, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, it is, a, um, it is a trick question, so that makes you the smartest for not wanting to be drawn into the trap. Oh. <laughs> Modern pencils that we use nowadays, graphite. of course, have graphite in them. Hmm. That is correct, dear sir. So you get a G for graphite. Yeah. So there's no lead in lead pencils. Really? That's why I don't get lead poisoning from eating my pencils. I, that's true, except ironically, people still used to get lead poisoning from their pencils eating their pencils, hmm. but not from the graphite. From? From the wood? Smelling it? Not from the wood. The glue? Well, smelling it or eating it, but putting it in their mouth, because there used to be... Oh, in the paint? In the paint, yes. Ten points for Kevin Downey Jr. Mm. And the yellow paint. The yellow paint used to have lead in it. So there is a kind of ounce of truth in the kind of wives' tale about mm. getting lead poisoning from pencils. There were other writing utensils before pencils, but graphite pencils were dependent on the discovery of graphite. Mm. Did anyone know when graphite came into widespread use, even approximately, like the century, the year? No clue. No 17th clue? century which would be the 1600s. Yes. 17th century, 1600s. What do you think, John? That's about right. Sound right. It's in the right ballpark. It's the 1500s mm. is when graphite deposits were really discovered and mined, and they found out they'd made a great writing utensil. All those years plucking those feathers off the birds. Now, <laughs> the, oh, word, the word pencil itself is older than that invention because there were other writing utensils. Mm -hmm. I wondered, do you know what the, what the root word of the word pencil is? 
there's also a reason I'm asking. There's like a follow-up question that's much more interesting than the original question. What's the root word of pencil? Yeah, like, like pen. What pen actually stands for? Well, that that that's not what the word. That's not the root word of the word pencil. Hmm. Is it penicillin? It is not penicillin. I didn't think so. It comes from an old French word. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you made me laugh, Dan Brown. Actually, it originally comes from an old Latin word that is penicillus. So penicillus is the Ooh. root word of close. the word pencil. But what does penicillus mean? Pointy. Dirty hand. <laughs> John Huff? Uh, transmittive. <laughs> Yours might be the closest in a way. Uh, dirty hands is good, too. And, uh, the original Latin word meant little tail. Hmm. And penicillus is also the root word of what other word penicillin. that we use every day? Not penicillin. Arby's. A root, <laughs> possibly the secret sauce. Uh, it's the same pencil and penis have the same root word. Really? Because the old Latin word meant little tail. Mm. So. You haven't seen Dan Brown's. Oh. <laughs> little tail. Well, that's a number two. <laughs> it's more like a number nine and a half. <laughs> well, speaking of the grading scale, since it keeps coming up, that does mean something to say number two pencil. Do you know what it means? Number two pencil? Yes. Like, what does the two actually mean? I think it's gonna, uh, it has to do with the, uh, the darkness and the heaviness of the lead. That is correct, Kevin Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. The bigger the number of your pencil, mm -hmm. the heavier the graphite is. Yeah. And then, but the heavier the graphite is, the softer of a mark it makes because mm -hmm. it doesn't like rub off as much. Yeah, I need two hands to use my number five pencil. <laughs> I can't move it. That's a lot of graphite. Yeah. <laughs> I have to at least ask you a couple more questions about the pencil. The largest pencil manufacturer, though based in Germany, has its U.S. offices in what American city? Ottawa. <laughs> is it in Washington State? It is not in Washington State. Beachwood, Ohio. It is in Ohio, in fact, but not Beachwood. Mentor. Not in Mentor. Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio is wow. the location. It's um, Faber-Castell. I was prepared to go through every city in Ohio to get this one. <laughs> they do $950 million worth of business every year manufacturing pencils wow. and pencil-related products. And their U.S. offices are in Cleveland. When is National Pencil Day? I'm going to say... February 2nd. Number two, number two. <laughs> I like that answer. Thank you. You, you get a C for clever, Ooh. but an F for wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say September 6th when school starts. <laughs> wow. March 30th, for some unknown reason, is National oh. Pencil Day. I do want to mention one other thing, and no one I'm going to warn you that no one will know the answer, but it's one of the great names in the footnotes of history. Mm -hmm. I feel like I should emphasize I'm not making this up. Uh, pencils now have erasers attached to them, mm -hmm. but they didn't always. That was an, its own invention. I'll just let you know that invention came about in the 1850s. And a person applied for the patent to mm -hmm. be able to put the eraser on the pencil. In what year? In the 1850s. Does anyone know the name? This not made up, not in any way made up name of a real person in history. Was his last name Rubber? No. Any other guesses or thoughts? No. I'll give you like five seconds. Uh, Think, this think. is a name that... Uh, Abraham Lincoln. If it were not a true, that's a good guess, but no. If this were not a true name, it would be the name that a hack would come up with because they needed a funny name for a joke. Dick Balls. Hyman Lipman. Wow. That is a real person's name. That's a horrible name. Say that name again. Hyman, Hyman. Lipman. Hyman Lipman. He was Hyman until he ran into his friend Dick. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, this brings us to the part of the class where we do extra credit. All right. So for the extra credit part of the class is I'm going to give you all a topic, and you will elucidate the class by sharing your wisdom with us and with the students listening at home. Today's topic is European history. All right. You have something, Kevin? I do. Let's hear it. If there hadn't been World War I, there wouldn't have been World War II. And there didn't need to be World War I because no one wanted to fight it except for one European leader who wasn't even high up, wasn't even a ranking leader. There were three cousins, uh, the King of England, <laughs> uh, the uh, Tsar of Russia, and the Kaiser of Germany were all related. No one wanted to fight. The only one that actually wanted to fight was a guy who's considered a hero now, Winston Churchill. He said we should fight this. And they, had, they fought... And they, Germany never technically surrendered. Okay. They signed an armistice. Sure. And then when it was over, they said, all right, you must sign that you surrender and we're going to rob you and take some things and some land. And they went, eh, we have to or they're going to take over our country. That led, that was the Treaty of Versailles, which pissed off Hitler, which he magically got into power. That never should have happened. But I know how that happened, too. There's a lot of... Uh, well, the one thing I'd like to say is we don't have uh, time right now to fact check okay. everything you're saying, <laughs> but indisputably you get 100% for the observation that without World War I, there cannot have been a World War could II. Or that Hitler shouldn't have been in charge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a pretty high bar to set. Uh, yeah. Dan or John, do you have any interesting trivia facts or information about Rob European Van, history? Rob Van Dam beat Jeff Hardy when they combined the Intercontinental and European Championships on Monday Night Raw back in 2002. I don't have time to fact check all that. <laughs> I just <laughs> But I will it. say it's an indisputable fact that without World War I, there cannot be a World War II. Right. Because that's how numbers work. Yes. All right. John Huff, tell us some European history. Um, let's see. Legal prostitution. What about it? You're a fan? You're against it? You're pro? Um, they have it in Europe? Oh, I'm, a, I'm anti. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you don't go to Europe. There's too much of that free prostitution anti going on. Liberal. <laughs> He's the world's most liberal anti-prostitution <laughs> man in all of Akron. <laughs> well, liberal for the decision, but anti-diseases. <laughs> if there's an indisputable fact that there'd be no diseases if World War One had not created World War Two, it's just the way numbers work. All right, and as I just it leaves it for me to tally all your grades, and having done so, I've determined that the winner of today's coveted classroom prize is John Hoff. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Congratulations, John. Thank well, you. Good job Appreciate in class today. Uh, so it just remains for me, your teacher, to thank you, Dan Brown. Thank you. I, uh, I look forward to taking this class for a fifth time. <laughs> you'll pass. Don't give up. Someday uh, you'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll print off your diploma. Thank you. Uh, and when, th sh oh. when should I drop this class? <laughs> In about 14 seconds. Just hold on. Hold it. Thank you, Kevin Downey Jr. My pleasure. Oh, I'm the oldest guy in my frat. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one left over. <laughs> no one else survived. <laughs> And thank you, John Huff. Oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you. All right, absolutely. Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Stephen Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe. <laughs>